when he says understand what the will of the lord is is by discernment and that's the beginning of faith that's how faith is enhanced in our heart or birth in our heart concerning it what determines your action is not just who god is what determines your action is the revelation of the will of god let me tell you something to manifest as believers three things must take place this is a protocol of faith your eyes must see your ears must hear your spirit your mind must receive from the lord all right now um in the fourth service i began teaching on designing in a spirit designing in a spirit now, um, sometimes the scripture use, and I want you to listen attentively because this is very fundamental to our, our uh, victorious living. Designing in the spirit. If spiritual person ought to design, a spiritual person ought to really understand what is going on and then in their lives. A spiritual person needs to know, uh, like they say, see beyond your nose. Uh, you have to see beyond the physical. You have to understand that when God is at work, um, the situation or the event playing out may seem contradictory at times. Uh, but you see, if you're a believer and you're a spiritual person, whatever situation you find yourself, you'll be able to really understand and discern what is going on. And so, it's very important that we know and that God has prepared, just like in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. He said, eyes have not seen, he has not heard, neither has he come into the heart of man, what God has in stock for those who love him. Look at it, for those who love him, not those who he loves. You see, he loved the old world, but he is not actually keeping certain major things for the people he loves, but for those who love him. There is difference between he loving us and we loving him. Um, he loving us is generic and that actually is for everybody. The Bible says he allows the rains to fall on the sinner and the saints. He allows the cosmos to be operating. He allows the Babylonian system to be operational. The commercial system of this world to be working. He allows it. He allows the sun to shine unbelievers and unbelievers. He allows certain basic things because he's a generous God. How many of you know that he's a generous God? So he doesn't discriminate between his children and the people who are yet to really acknowledge him, though he has died for them. He doesn't discriminate, at least for basic things. But when it gets to certain deeper things, you have to really be his children or you have to be his child to be able to assess it. All right? So, but you see, what he's talking about, he said, there are things that men have seen, there are things that men have heard, there are things that men know that has come into the, their hearts, all right? But you see, there are still things that they are yet to see, they are yet to hear, and they are yet to really experience, or they are yet to perceive in their hearts. And I want you to listen. You see, you have used things that have been seen, you have applied things that you have heard, whether in school, from your bosses, at the place of work, you know, all around, you have used things that men have perceived. But you see, it looks like after everything you have applied, they are not working. But there are things that you are yet to see, that men are yet to see, that men are yet to hear, 
and they are yet to perceive that control what is already known. That control that can orchestrate a divine agenda in the life of a spiritual being. Those things that propel what happens in our lives on the outside onto promotion, onto blessings, advancement, and increase, they are things that are not known to men. They are things that are hidden. They are called the secret of God. They are sometimes called the deep things of God. So look at what the Bible is saying there. He said, for us that loves him, for us that loves him. He has made certain things hidden for us. Apparently, Paul was speaking here about the wisdom of God. He was speaking here about mysteries. That is beyond education. Mysteries. The manifold wisdom, the multi, you know, faceted, multi-dimensional wisdom of God. That once he's in operational in your life, you will never be stranded. You will never be confused. You make right decisions. And things will be running, you know, appropriately in your life. That doesn't mean you will not face challenges, but you have solution for challenges. When this wisdom is, look, let me tell you something. The problem that is in your life right now is as a result of the absence of the wisdom that can solve it. It's not because you are not born again. It's not because God is not in your life. It's not because you are not saved. It's not because you don't have the life of God in you. You have the life of God. You can be eternal and be poor on the earth. You can have eternal life and be sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there is a blessing that has been appropriated with that eternal life that should take care of your health. There is a blessing that has been appropriated with that eternal life that should be a wisdom that we call know-how. That when you find yourself in a situation, look at Jacob. He was working for Laban. Laban was a sharp guy, smart guy. You know, you know what I mean by that. You know, Laban was like a, like a 419. He changes wages many times. Jacob labored seven years to marry Rachel, and only for Jacob to find out that he was Leah. And he was already late. Do you get what I'm saying? So he had to labor. So he was cheated. He labored seven years for a woman, and yet the elder sister was given. And so he had to labor another seven years. And as he was laboring, Liban was cashing, cashing out. How do you say it? Is it cashing out? He was cashing out. Because he told Jacob, he said, I know by experience that God has blessed you. God has blessed me because of you. I knew the way my company was before you came. For you, as an employee, you don't know the grace that is upon your life. You are to join a place and cause the place to be productive. And advance the place. So he said, I know by experience. So Jacob came in with a grace. Don't forget that Isaac blessed Jacob. So Jacob came in with a grace. Even though he still yet to learn how to manifest in details the blessing. Though God still needs to break him. It's more or less like how Jesus Christ received the Holy Ghost and the heaven opened and then he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But you know later, on the month of transfiguration, the voice came again. He said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. You know there's difference between those two statements. The first time is a voice of approval that is a son. 
The second time is a voice of approval that is a son, but there is a commandment that is attached to it that you can't do without him. You have to listen to him. If you want to know me, you know him. If you want to hear me, you hear him. If you want to obey me, obey whatever he tells you. So this is my beloved. You know there is difference between the two. But you know what happened? There was wilderness between the two. For Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God 40 days and 40 nights to pray and to what? To fast. And the Bible says he hungered. And then he was tested, tempted by the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even Jesus Christ had to qualify to be heard. Had to qualify to be obeyed. I don't know where you're getting what I'm saying. So the events in our life playing out are forms of wilderness or processes God is taking us through. Now I want you to listen that if you don't listen to God, it's either you die in the process or you, de- you drag or delay the process. I was telling them in first service that the prophecy was that Israelites will leave Egypt 400 years. That's the deal between God and Abraham. That's the deal. But you see, God is so powerful. They needed to cry out. They needed to be punished. You see, when their punishment got into the peak, got to the peak, and they, were, they had to be crying out. They were crying out because the pain was too much. God called Moses. God was already preparing Moses because, let me tell you something, even if you are the deliverer, you are a deliverer or savior of Israel, you have to grow up with the Egyptians. You have to grow up with the Egyptians. And you get what I'm saying? If I talk about manifold wisdom, the mysteries of God's wisdom that we need to design, the spiritual, the look, let me tell you something. It will be difficult for you to approach Pharaoh if you have never learned anything in his palace. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the reason you went to school. That's the Babylonian system of this world. All right? That put curriculum together. And said for everybody from industrial revolution, for you to work in a particular setting, you have to go through this curriculum. There wasn't curriculum before. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they put it together that these are the set of things, and you do first love, thermodynamics, second love, thermodynamics, are you going to say first love, motion, second love, motion, and they put it together, and then everybody go and learn in school, and then you graduate, you get a job. That's earthly. That's important. That is why you see most of the time, God, by infinite manifold wisdom, multidimensional wisdom, can operate in the life of people who didn't go to anywhere, who didn't, go to, who didn't see the four walls of school. That has happened. But you see, they can be limited. Where you carry the grace to as a graduate, somebody who didn't go to school might not be able to reach the place. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is this thing working? I don't, I don't want to go, because I don't want to take your time. But I want you to know that God has certain things in place. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29 says, The secret thing belongs to us and to our children and our children's children. Now listen. The what you went to study in school, you know it's open. Eyes have seen that. Ears have heard that. Is that not? It has come into the mind of, in fact, they are even experimentizing. They are building bridges. They are, you understand? They are uh, dispensing drugs. They are doing so many things. So, highs have seen that. But God is saying that I think that highs have not what? Seen. 
There are things that he has have not what? Heard. And there are things that have not come into the mind of man. So let me tell you something. To manifest as believers, three things must take place. This is a protocol of faith. Your eyes must see. Your ears must hear. Your spirit, your mind must receive from the Lord. Number one, your eyes must what? See. Your ear must what? Hear. Your spirit, your mind must what? Receive from the Lord. That's how we live. Amen. Somebody say, I hear from the Lord. Put up your right hand. Say, I hear. Say it louder. Say, I hear. Come on, louder. Say, I hear from the Lord. Say, I see what God is showing me. Say, I have received in my spirit, in my mind, the secret of God. You believe that? Can you say amen? So next verse, verse 10 says, verse 10 quickly, he says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Glory to God. Now, does he say, but God will reveal them? Is that what he says? No, he didn't say he will reveal them. He said he has received them. He has revealed them. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, the money you spend in the next 50 years, he has revealed it. Who you marry, he has revealed it. How your children will look like, like you, of course, he has revealed it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he has revealed it. That is why around you now, is the revelation of the next step to take. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somewhere around you, he has not revealed it to keep it far away from you. He has not revealed it to put it in the United States when you're in Lagos, Nigeria. He has revealed it and he has put it around you. I want you to be sensitive because this is the way God works. This is the way God works. How can, look, God is so amazing. How can God be raising a deliverer and put it and put him in the palace of the enemy? Do you get what I say? What I'm trying to say? God is God is raising Moses as the deliverer that will deliver Israel from Egypt or the Egyptian. And he put Moses in Pharaoh's house. If I show you those scriptures, you'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Exodus 1. He did it in such a way that when they hid Moses, when Moses was born, they hid him for like three months. But when they could not hide him, you know, they were supposed to be killed. I mean, all the sons were being killed. So when, they, when Moses could not be hidden, they took Moses, the mother took Moses and put him in a basket on the, on the, on the, on the, on the river Nile. Now, listen to me, everybody. Do you know Moses' sister, Miriam, was hanging around? As they put Moses there, baby Moses, Moses' sister, Miriam, was hanging around. And the mother was not around. And the daughter of Pharaoh came to the, to the river and saw. And the daughter of Pharaoh asked Moses' sister, ask Moses' sister, that please, can you help me call one of these women to come and take care of this baby. That's how Moses' sister went to call the mother. Do you know that Pharaoh's daughter was paying Moses' mother to take care of Moses? Do you read Bible? Go. See, he said, Pharaoh's daughter says to her, Take this child away. 
take this child away and not sing for me, and I will give you your wages. Can you see? So the woman took the child and nursed him. Do, do, are you seeing the scripture? Go to the next part. Then Pharaoh's daughter, and then the child grew. Uh-huh. Became a son, you see? So she called his name Moses. Saying because I drew, she was even named by Pharaoh's daughter. Yes? If I, it doesn't matter what you have been branded. The ministry remains intact. The purpose for which you come to fulfill remains what? Intact. Look at it. God is so powerful. And God raised Moses in Pharaoh's house. You know the problem is this. You don't know how to live in Pharaoh's house. Most of us as believers, we... Do you know what it means to live in Pharaoh's house? Do you know what, where there is shrine? Eh? Can you be... Don't let me go deeper. Because some of you, you have been invited into places, you have been carried by different kinds of people, you have belonged to a different kind of group that looks like Pharaoh's house. And what you need, because without the wisdom of God, heaven, and the earthly wisdom, you can never be worthy. I am telling you blunt truth. There is no miracle. Where is the word going to come from? I'm asking you, where is the word going to come from? Do you know that Abraham met with God? Listen to this one. God called Abraham out, Abi. They come out of your father's house. Is that not? Do you know there was famine after God called him? Where did he go to? Where did he go to? Where did he go to? He went to Egypt, right? The wealth that Abraham had, where did he get it from? Why didn't he get it where he met God and his daughter? No, no, I'm asking you. The wealth of the earth is somewhere. And let me tell you the funniest thing. Most of the time, it's not in God's presence. It's in the hands of some people. But you have to go there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because there are people who want to die in church. That's not where your ministry is. That's not where your ministry is now. You have to go to where the, are you, you have to go to where the word is now. Even Laban. Jacob has grace. Laban had company. <laughs> Partnership of some sort so that wealth can be transferred. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. sir. And I don't like what this boss is doing for me, but that's the boss that God has appointed to take care of you for a while so that that can be a pathway for your deliverance. Let's leave this. Go to, he said he was very rich when he came back. Look at it. In silver and in what? In gold. They even wanted to color be Abraham's wife. You remember? Where well, did you take your wife? What are you doing? He was lying. He, was even, he couldn't even tell the truth. He said, just tell them you are my wife. He didn't have anything to defend himself. He was def- Look, the only thing he had was covenant and the grace of God. He didn't have wealth. He didn't have anything. He, in fact, it was family that chased him to that place. He jacked back to Egypt. You don't get with a cantal, even that you have had a cantal, does not mean you cannot jack out. Do you, are you understand what I'm saying? Now he said, see, this is where, and God was here. I know it not now that I know that God is here. I'm not going to leave this place. Uh, look, you remember what Jesus Christ told the, the Peter, John, and James? 
When Peter said that, let's tabernacle here, that uh, this is, we saw Moses, we said the month of transgression that Jesus said, we look here. What have you seen that you have What are you, what do you want to be doing? You, we didn't experience this to stay here. We experienced so that we can move. And we move. But you see that we move, that people say, yeah, we move, we move, we move. Nobody told them to move. Oh. There is no divine orchestration by God that now move. They are just moving on their own. And that's why you have to be careful because when people are moving, you are moving with them, when you are supposed to stand still, you are in trouble. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so now, he said there are things that are being hidden from the people of this age. He said, I they know they will not have crucified the Lord Jesus. They don't know. But you must know. Look at your neighbor. Say, you must know. Let me talk to five people. Say, you must know, you must know, you must know, you must know, you must know. Do you know that it is a knowing that makes you believe Christ? Else you will still be crucifying the Lord Jesus. There are people that are typing all kinds of nonsense on the, on the Facebook. There is a veteran actor, a believer, a Christian actor a Christian ministry, who wrote something about heaven and something like that. And somebody said that, where, where is heaven? He, said, he now replied, he said, I am talking to those who are going there. <laughs> Praise God. So there are people who are typing all kinds of nonsense all over the place. They are, they are talking against the gospel. Bible says the preaching of the cross to them is foolishness. Glory to God. See, but to us is wisdom. They don't know. But we must know. We must not act like we know. We must know. We must, we must not have the form of knowing. We must know. We must truly know. So that we can experience transformation. And what that knowing, what that knowing is concerned, that is where discernment is required. Because if you don't discern, you can know. You can't know. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. 32b. He said, Those who do know their God, they shall be what? Strong and do exploits. Now look at it. It sounds like those who can design God at every moment. Those who... Look, if you hear God in the midst of serious trouble that have been sapping your strength, you will be strengthened. I'm telling you the truth. If you are sick... And you hear God that I have healed you. You hear him. He communicates through a scripture. He communicates to your heart. You, there is a resuscitation that will start taking place in your system. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. Yes. For discernment, there are about three or four things that are basic, which are reasons why you must discern. Which are reasons why you must actually know that you know. For discernment, oh. Number one. Number one. For deeper intimacy with the living God. For deeper intimacy with the living God. Deeper intimacy with the living God. Let me tell you something. God becomes more real to you if you, can, if you design. You know, 
This thing is very practical. It's a spiritual, it's, it's, you're a spiritual being. So you should live spiritually. Alright? To live carnally means you are too much conscious of earthly things, worldly things. You are more conscious. Worldly things that are good are good. They are valid. But they are not, they are not things you should put your, they are not parity to believers. You see, what the priorities of believers are things that command the physical things. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the priority of a believer. So, you know, you can just be in the bus and you're traveling and God just speaks to you. You can just, I mean, concerning where you're going and God tells you this is what you'll be told, this is what you'll be asked. You can just have an interview and you pray after you pray and then you just, and two, three questions come to your mind. And that's what you are asked. And you have answered the question before you even go for the interview. That's, that's what it means to be a spiritual being. Like everybody is trying to, you know, leave the com- country and all that. Even those who are acting like they are not leaving, they are processing their visa. And then people are going. And then you look at that and say, and God just say, stay here. Like Isaac. Like he told Isaac, say, stay in Gera. Don't just read the scripture and say, and Isaac sowed in the land and reaped hundredfold, and it became great, and it became very great to the point that Philistine, Philistine envied him. Do you know the secret to it? He had God stay back in Gera. He would have even had strength to sow anything, to do any work, if he had not designed that he needs to stay back. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is what I'm telling you. And it's not something complex. It's not something to, you know, it's not a vague thing and all that. It's you just being sensitive and being open to God because the Bible says he has revealed these things to us. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter, 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 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Number two reason. Number two. Number two. Why should I design? Number two. For victorious living in God. Number one is for a deeper intimate living with God or deeper intimacy with God. Number two is for a victorious living in God. God has made us victory, victorious. Bible says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It's a present continuous thing. So it means that every time you triumph, Every time you win, every time you are victorious. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is your story as from today in Jesus' name. What you see is God that leads us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So you must design victory. Anytime you listen to him, you'll be victorious. Anytime you are defeated, it means something, that, something is missing. It means something has gone wrong. So you must design. So, discernment helps, to, helps us to live a life of victory. There are so many battles. Bible says, fight the good fight of what? Faith. He said, the weapons of our warfare are not what? Kana. You have to discern. See, let me tell you, it's not even all battles you fight. You discern the one to fight. There are battles that come for, as a distraction. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a distraction now. You don't understand. For what God has called us to do. For your information. Sometimes, if you can't pay your bills, you can't pay your rent, it's a distraction. You don't know. 
Lord, provide for me to pay my rent. It's not a good prayer point. In the scheme of things, if you, I mean, it's like Abraham saying God. Sometimes God will just look at Abraham. What are you saying? I'm saying all the families of the heads will be blessed. You're asking for, for a boy. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, if I say start building houses, you're asking for rent. I'm working on you. We'll be building houses. I'm blessed you'll be building houses and you're asking for rent. So indirectly, God is saying that you can even be a landlord and not design it. And he is now struggling to what? To parents. So it's not all battles that believers fight. It's not all battles. And for every battle, he gives specific instruction on how to fight. Do you know what he told them to do at, at Red Sea? It's different from what he told them to do at Jordan. At Red Sea, he told Moses, he says, stretch your rod. Is that not what he says? So if Moses couldn't design that he should stretch his rod, you know they are dead. Do you know they are dead? Some of you, you need to see serious battles. So that you will not, you will not have any other choice. And that's what God does. He will, arrange, he will allow demons, devil to bombard your life so that you can give him attention. Because you know that he's the only him that can save you in a time of trouble. Not your boyfriend. Because the reason why some ladies need boyfriends is so that you can, they can have somebody they can be sharing their deep thoughts, their deep challenges with. And these guys are not dating to be hearing. And that's where calamity is. That's why say the guy is sweating, always sweating, always restless. The ladies will not be okay. I mean, they can't be okay. So they need somebody who is looking cool and calm. So, 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 so people have a form of coolness and calmness and pretend like they are cool and calm. Cool, calm, and collected. So within them is battle, but they, they, they stomach the battle and then they wear nice clothes on the battle. And you know the funniest thing, they've not solved their own personal battle and then they are tending to the battles in the lives of other people. Let me tell you something. Do you know when they got to Jericho, he gave them specific instruction? Do you know he gave them some specific He said, you, you walk around, march around this place and you do it seven times. On the seventh one, all of you will be quiet. You just walk around. No, no talk. He said, the seventh time, listen to me, the seventh time when you hear the sound of the trumpet, you will shout. And you will take it by once. You will take it once. I think that should be Joshua chapter 6. I guess. Check Joshua chapter 6. There's something I want to show you there. When we are talking about discernment, see, there are many battles that believers are losing because they can't discern. For our victorious living. And the Lord said to Joseph, see, look at it. Everybody read it. One, two, three, go. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty man. What remains in Jericho? What else remains? You can't hear God like this and not be victorious. This is what we are saying in disarmament. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, I have given Lagos into your hand. 
God can speak to you like that. That your product will not have a choice to be one of the most consuming consumables. The most consuming product in Lagos. I have given Jericho into your hand. So for victorious living, we need to design. So you can see that. Number three, for prosperous living in God. Prosperous living. That's why I quoted Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Those who know their God, they will be strong and do what? Exploits. They will be strong and do exploits. All right. So, now, number four. For fulfillment of one's purpose and ministry in life. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Say to Archippus that he should take it, that he fulfill his ministry. Everybody has been called to a ministry or to fulfill a purpose on this earth. Whether you are in entertainment, at an entertainment, or you are in uh, all these seven mountains. You know what they call seven mountains? Uh-huh. Maybe education and co and all that. You have been called to, you know, uh, be the torchbearer, be the, the light of the world. I mean, sometimes when you take torchbearer, it looks like torch. I mean, torch. The light is, torch light is light too, but it's not enough. Be the light of the world. Don't hold torch. Let let's all, all your life be light. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, Colossians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Say to Archippus, take it to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Take it. Be careful with it. And there's no way you want to carry out a ministry to fulfill it. It's not every ministry that can be fulfilled. Or it's not every ministry that is fulfilled. You have to design in order to fulfill your ministry. And we'll get there. That Paul will want to go into certain regions and they will be forbidden by the spirits. Discernment. That's how to fulfill ministry. That they will be praying and God says, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas to the work that I have called them to do. That's how to fulfill ministry. Without discernment, you can't fulfill ministry. What's number one? For deeper intimacy with God. What's number two? For victorious living. What's number three? For prosperous living. What's number four? There are basically two things that we have to design about God. When I say, I mean, let me just say design God. But it's in two ways. Number one, you design the nature of God. The nature of God is love. The nature of God is righteousness. The nature of God, are you getting what I'm saying? Is that he's a giver. You have to design the nature of God. Then the second thing you design is the will of God. If you check throughout the scripture, especially New Testament, make emphasis so much on who God is and what God wants you to do. Who God is captures everything. He has made things available. That means he's generous, he's loving, he has forgiven you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's his nature. But the second dimension to it, where most of us, we don't really go further. Because we, that, that people who teach his new creation reality, you will be so vast in who God is. You will know so much about his nature, yet you are suffering. But what, look, let me tell you something. What determines your action is not just who God is. What determines your action is 
the revelation of the will of God. The revelation of the will of God. And I can share so much about that, but I don't have all the time. Let me give you an example. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17. He's been talking about you being the children of light. But he got to a place. He says, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will. Can you see that? What did he say we should do? Understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, one of the, um, I mean, uh, one of the uh, veterans of faith defined faith as this. That faith begins when the will of the Lord is what? Known. That's Theolosborn. Faith begins when the will of the Lord is what? Known. So you can imagine now, if you find out that God has willed one billion into your account, And just like the way bank will send you credit alert of one billion. Some of you, you can't even imagine it. How many zeros is that? Nine zeros, right? Good. Now, some of you have seen six zeros. Some of you probably have seen seven zeros. But nine zeros is one billion. And you shall see it soon. Now, let's say you have one billion on your phone. You know there are certain money, I mean, amounts like that, you can't just fill them on teller. Some of you might not know. You are the teller. You discuss to withdraw. Are you? <laughs> uh, they give you five tellers to be filling them. <laughs> but I want you to listen. That just came to my mind. You have to be thinking like, okay, let's assume I want to, just assume, self. I want to withdraw 5 billion. Do you get what I'm saying? Or I want to transfer 20 billion. Just be assuming. <laughs> hmm? Now, listen to me. That's the way the world is going. I believe in the end of this, God wants to really move things, move a lot of things. Yes. Big stuff. So the way the bank will send a credit to your phone, you know when you see the credit alert, let's say I promise you that I'm going to send you 100 million, and I send you 100 million, and then you get a credit alert on your phone. You know that's the, that's the fulfillment of promise. That's the fulfillment of promise, right? Do you know with the credit alert, it's as good as you have the money in your hand, Right? You don't have to see the money to be happy. You're already happy seeing the credit alert, right? The same thing with faith. When God tells you a thing, it's like you are being credited in your spirit. Praise the Lord. It's like you are being credited in your spirit. So the rejoicing begins from there. So when God tells you, or he has told you, see, I have given you Jericho. You can start dancing there, whereas Jericho is still there. You have not conquered it, but you know you can take the word of God to the bank. Is that clear? Good. So you can see. 
when he says understand what the will of the Lord is, is by discernment. And that's the beginning of faith. That's how faith is enhanced in our heart. Or birth in our heart concerning a thing. Now, let's quickly move to that 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's quickly move to that second 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Now, look at this, this, this scripture. Eyes have not seen, he has not heard, not has entered into the heart of man, what, things which God has prepared for those who love him. Next verse, verse 10. Said, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Someone say, God has revealed them to me. Say it louder. Say, God has revealed them to me. Through who? His spirit. So this is how you know that there are not things you can get via education. Is by the spirit. There are not things you can hear from elders or by attending elders forum or by attending a what's it called a town hall meeting. Do you get what I'm saying? No man has it in stock for you. It's God that has it in stock for you, and so it's the spirit that can reveal it to you. You can learn from men. But the manifold wisdom is from God. So, but God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So, you can see the Spirit searches the deep things of God. Verse 11. He talks about, you can't know a man except through the Spirit of the man. The Spirit of a man knows the man's better. Then he says, so is the Spirit of God. You know, concerning the things of God. So, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So, it's the Spirit of God that knows everything about God. And so, when we are intimate with the Spirit of God, we having the Spirit of God in our life means that we have access to everything of God. Everything, including the manifold wisdom. Look at the next verse. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Somebody say, I have received the spirit from God. Say, I have received the spirit of God. So how many of you believe you have the spirit of God in you? Good. So now, just like I said, you, you now have access to everything. He didn't say we will receive. We have received. Can you see that? Now, look at the next thing. He said that we might know. So, you don't have the spirit to just jack. Now, that might be some fantastic stuff, but the primary reason why you have the spirit is to know. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can you imagine Moses getting stalked and the Israelites getting stalked, the Egyptian at the back and the Red Sea in front? And then all that they know about the spirit is to just they will die there. Which mostly the church is doing now. There is nothing wrong with that. Chanting and at the end of your chant, you must know. You must what? Look at your neighbor and say you must know. The evidence that you have the spirit of God in you is not just speaking in tongues. Is that every time 
there is a need for you to know to just go forward in your life and there is something you need to know you know I remember I was on the mountain one time. You know, we used to go to the mountain, and my parents, you know, my mom, basically, my dad, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen my dad climbing any mountain. You know, you know men. So I, I, I'll come and take this. Probably I think it's still, you know, when I need it, I'll ask for it. Thank you. So, you know, we were on the mountain, and I saw this, you know, prophet on the mountain, and then they asked people. So, I, you know, we, we were small then, so I saw grown-up men and ladies, and then they come, and then they will put the names of people in paper. Probably you have heard about things like that, or you have seen things like that, or they've done it for you. They put names of people in paper, like three or four. They will say they want to pray on it. And then the man was using stick to pick people's partner. Do you understand? He was using stick. He said, this one. He is troublesome. He doesn't know the name there. He doesn't know them. He said, this one will be troublesome. He said, this one can never be rich. He said, this. He was saying all kinds of things. He said, this one is manageable. But well, this one is the best. But you know that even unbelievers, that's insulting to an unbelievers. Do you know that's insulting to non-believers? No, no, no. Do you know sometimes what you practice in Christianity, your unbelieving version, sometimes is better than you. Do you know that your unbelieving version, some, let me come close to you so that you can wake up. Do you know that some of you that say, prophet is still through your parents, correct, directing you? You don't know? Prophet. I mean, something happened recently. My cousin, he saw a word of knowledge for them, and then they had to travel down from Abuja, and then collected. I mean, this is open, I'm, I'm saying it. And then there's a prophet somewhere in uh, Marandi, Sikaja, and then he told them, he was mentioning names, he was resolving numbers, all those things. And then, if, I mean, I'm not saying that you cannot. An angel appeared to Cornelius and told him, send for Peter. Who is in the house of Tana, um, Simon the Tana? Do you understand? Do you remember the detailed address he gave? I'm not saying that by prophetic insights, by word of knowledge, somebody cannot know what has happened to you. I mean, there is death. Sometimes that happens by the spirit, and then I function in that. I come. I don't. I don't stay in it. I don't major in it. Praise God. So look at what the scripture is saying. The Bible says, look at it. I want to show you something here. I'm not against the ministry of prophet. But somebody said, he said, you know, is there somebody very talk about who said, yes, it's like he's a minister of God. And then he's like saying things. Ah. Sometimes I even felt like, how did they, I mean, how did you come about? You get as I said, like you know, now wanted me to come and blah blah. I didn't go anywhere. Glory to God to go and do what Bible says here you have the spirit of God that you may know. No, 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 whatever anybody is saying, if it does not resonate or confirm whatever God is telling you, then that's gibberish. Praise God. Or you know, when they start saying these things, you start fidgeting and you start cringing. You start, it's like they've unfolded everything about your life, and then you start destroying. He said, That you may know, that you may know. 
The reason why we have so much babies being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrines and prophecies all over the place, even the internet prophets, you can't even know. You don't even know. Can somebody come to you now and talk you out of your family and say your father is not really your father? No, 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 no. Can somebody, can somebody come now and just say that your father is not really your... I mean, over the years, you have experience with your family, with your father, with your siblings. Do you get what I'm saying? That's where the problem is. When we are not intimate with Christ, somebody can come and act like him. You are not intimate with the spirit, so somebody do abracadabra, what they call it, and juju stuff, and blah, 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 and start saying things. Don't you know that there are too many gateways into the spirit? You can put sacrifices on a junction and assess the spirit. And you start saying things about people. Somebody say, I have received the spirit of God. He said, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things. What are we to know? The things that have been freely given to us by God. The things that have been freely. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, 32, he said, if he has given us his son, he did not spare his son, how shall he not freely give us all things? The things which has been freely given to us by God. The things that have been given to us by God. So those are the things. Now, how do you know the things? Through discernment. You have to discern it. We'll get there now. Give us amplify so that we can do it all together. And I will give you some definitions of discernment and then give you some key things if I'm able to get there. Now, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize, comprehend, appreciate the gift of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Can you see that? Lavishly. Somebody say lavishly. He said the things have been lavishly dis- See, let me tell you something. Your future partner, your future partner, job, breakthroughs is in spiritual form. You have to design it first as a spiritual form. That's what the Bible says, blessed be, God, the, the, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So it's, it's in spiritual form. He has blessed you with it. You have to design it. So when you design it in the realm of the spirit, when you see the pathway to it in the physical, you will recognize it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Many times, things come disguising to us. Seriously disguising. But it takes somebody who can really recognize who can really, you just, have you ever felt like that before? Maybe some people that you have met, you just know that there is something about this person. You know there's something deeper. There is something beyond just mere friendship about this person. There are certain relationships that when you get into, you know that there's something deeper. There's something, this person, it's like there's something about, you know most of the time, it doesn't even have to be 
The person doesn't have to be a believer. The person doesn't have to be a Christian. You know, Laban that God used to transfer wealth was not a believer. You know, Abimelech was not a believer. You know, Abimelech was not a believer. Yes, now. But you know that you know that you know this boss, this boss, as wicked as he is, this boss, as workaholic that he is, this boss that even when I'm doing remote work, I am doing overtime, and I'm underpaid, and God is still telling me to wait. And I even see opportunities, and God is still saying wait. You know this thing I'm telling you, they are very difficult things. You know they're very difficult. You see bills to pay. Your landlord is already asking for, do you get what I'm saying? And then you need to take care of your health. You need to take care of this. You need to do so many bills. And then this job cannot really take care of it. Yet God is saying wait. Next verse. Verse 13. I want us to read it together. Verse 13. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. And we are setting these truths forth in what? Words. Not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. Combining, interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language. So those who possess the Holy Spirit, to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to listen. Do you know that the blessings that are in spiritual form, they are called spiritual truths? The things that Bible says that we need to know, they are spiritual truths. They are heavenly statements. That okay, let me show you something. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse verse two. You know, verse one. Um, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, by it the elders obtain what? A good report. Verse 3, it says, by faith we understand. Listen to this. By faith we understand that the words, the words, the words means aeon. It's from the Greek word aeon. Your financial word, your friendship word, your family word, your business word, the world around us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at the words were framed by what? By the word of God. By the word of God. So that the things which are seen are not made of the things which are what? Visible. So it means the invisible command the visible. So what are the invisible things? What are the invisible things according to this same verse? What are the invisible things that command the visible? The word of God. Can you see that? He said, by faith we understand that the words, that's the visible. The words, that's the visible, were framed by the what? By the word of God. That is, in the, that is the visible. Look at it. It says, so that the things which are seen, the word, or the words around us, were not made of things which are what? Visible. Which are seen. They are made by the word. Just like the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. There was nothing that was made that was made without the word. You see? So, the same thing God is doing with us, that this is faith. You speak the word of God, having designed the will of God, then you will speak the word of God so that the will of God can come to pass in reality. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. So, go back to First Corinthians. Let's start tidying up. 
verse 14 now. Let's read verse 14 together. If you can see it, I believe you should see it. One, two, three, go. But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his half the gift, the teachings, and revelation of the Spirit of God, for they are fully meaningless nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them. Yes, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually designed, estimated, and appreciated. So he said, even if you are a baby Christian, you should design. You can design. He said, the only person or the only category of people on earth that cannot design are people who are non-spiritual. You are spiritual. Are people who are natural. You are spiritual. You are supernatural. You see now. So you see, you need to spiritually design these things. So what does discernment mean then? Now let's take note of some of these, you know, um, um, definitions. Discernment is described as a process of knowing or determining God's desire or will in a particular situation for one's life or to truly identify the truth about a thing. Discernment is described as process of knowing or determining God's desire or will in a particular situation for one's life or to truly identify the truth about a thing. Mm. So I've spoken about it. You can't live a victorious life without discernment for your life for a situation or to truly identify a thing. That's why the Bible says test of spirits. Praise God. To know which one is of God. I mean, that's prophet that said this and that. I mean, I don't always have anything against anybody, but I wasn't just comfortable. Are you getting what I'm saying? I wasn't just comfortable. And you can imagine if I've gone there and, uh, you know, and that's how I drag you into it. Praise God. So the Bible says, test our spirit. I know some of you too will test my spirit and you jack by. Are you getting what I'm saying? That something is wrong here. Discernment is being spiritually sensitive enough to decode God's thoughts or mind concerning a thing or an event. That's another definition. Discernment is being spiritually sensitive enough to decode God's thoughts or mind concerning a thing or an event. Number three definition. Discernment is the key to navigating this world victoriously and prosperously in a supernatural way. Discernment is the key, is the key, is the key to navigating this world victoriously and prosperously in a supernatural way. And I met with a missionary yesterday, and he was talking to us. I mean, the person, somebody hosted a program, and then some of us were there. And then just four of us, the guest ministers, the missionary, and the host, and myself, and then we're somewhere, you know, in a, in a, like a pastor's lounge, and then we're talking. And then this missionary has gone into different parts of East Africa, Tanzania, all those places. He there some of them. He said, Guinea-Bissau, he just came from there. He talked to people about Christ. He said, they don't even know anybody like Christ. They don't even know. They, they don't know. They don't know. So he was sharing things with us yesterday that was so, wow, wow. 
I mean, I've always thought about it that we'll have a missionary Sunday or mission Sunday, mission week. We'll give together, we'll raise money and give to people who are mission feed. So he said some things that were so alarming. So the man of God was asking, how do you people handle security? Do you hire security? Do you? He said, no, we don't hire security. We don't do anything. Even the security are incapacitated, you know, and all that. He said, for example, now, they killed some people and then they got there one minute before, after they finished killing those people and they left. They didn't even know they were just coming there. And they just killed people there. That was just one minute difference. And what they found out is that when those people finished their operations, the bandits, the Boko Haram and all that, and they finished their operation, you know, they moved to another, another place. They don't finish operations somewhere and stay there. So they moved to another place. I think there was a time too where they were moving to to do another operation, they have left the place before they got there. Of course, there are some missionaries that were killed. I was in another program and a guy met, met with me. He said, ah, Pastor, you remember, you know, work for missions enablers and all that. They go into Tanzania, into different kinds, Pakistan, all those kind of places. I mean, you are just cool in Lagos and then you are thinking of just taking a vacation in London and then just go to Switzerland and then from there go to the United States. There are people who are completely sold out, sold out completely, and they have families. They have kids, sold out. Missionaries in fresh field. They said they've decided they will never go to where Christ is mentioned. And they have the target of 550,000 souls in 2022 or so. You see, 55,000 souls or so. And they've reached close to like about 25,000 souls. Or 28 or 30 something thousand souls. In their report. So, what I'm telling you is this <laughs> you know, in that field, missionary field, you need discernment. Else you lose your head, right? Especially when it's not time for you to go and be with the Lord. So the discernment is the key to navigating this world victoriously and prosperously in a supernatural way. Discernment is being supernaturally in the know of God's will. As he reveals the secret of a thing, plan, and a situation in order to judge accurately and decisively without error. That's the last definition. Now, number four. Definition number four. Discernment is being supernaturally in the know of God's will as he reveals the secret of a thing. The secret of a thing is plan. Or the secret of a situation in order to judge accurately and decisively without error. Have you seen people that ordinarily they will just say, ah, I don't feel like traveling. Only for them to hear like maybe one hour later or two hours later that there was a ghastly accident on the road. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's one thing to travel and God save you from accidents. It's another thing to travel or to not travel because you just felt there's something I'm not I'm not okay. you are not consulting any prophet, but you are just the prophet of yourself. I remember a brother, he said he prayed. I mean he's actually a minister of God now. Then he said he was much more younger. He said he prayed. He said there is a place, there's a path he goes to walk through. He used to go to walk through. That the Holy Spirit insisted that he should take this other path. Ah. He was wondering why should he take 
I mean, you know, you can be so emotionally attached to a particular, do you understand? You can be so emotionally attached to a particular route that you say, ah, this place is shorter, this place is better, the road is smoother. I mean, why is the Holy Spirit telling me to take this place? He said, reluctantly obey the Holy Spirit. See, whether reluctantly or not, just make sure you obey. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know on this road there was robbery? People were killed. He said something terrible about what happened that morning. He said it was exactly around the time we would have been passing through that place. You see, when I'm talking about discernment at times, it doesn't have to come as a voice. There is something called spiritual feeling. You will become so uncomfortable. You become... You know, the way you become, it's not that you are suspicious. Oh. It might even be something you have been emotionally attached to. But suddenly you become uncomfortable. But you see, sometimes believers are comfortable with something that is going to mess them up. You know why? Because there are certain things that are not in place. There are certain things that are not in place. He told them in the Old Testament, especially the Aaronic priesthood. And all, he said, look, when you keep this fire, you must keep it burning. The fire must not what? Go down. Anytime your fire is going down, the capacity or your sensitivity to spiritual things will be going down. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will be going down. So I want you to note this. The spiritual discernment is a product of depth of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And is a precursor to a life of willingness and obedience. Isaiah 1.19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall heed the good of the, of the land. But look at it. Spiritual discernment is a product of depth of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. But then at the same time, it will help you to live a life of willingness and uh, obedience. Let me just read some of these things, then I will probably close with that. Let me just read Then I can close with that. Yes. Now, look at it. He said, I mean, I wrote here, I said, you could, you could, you could discern. Let me tell you something. If you can discern, listen, you will never be familiar with who should be your mentor or spiritual father. Let me tell you something. You will never be familiar. In fact, if you can discern, listen to me, if you can discern, you will never be familiar with some friends. Now, let me give you an example. In the scripture, you remember David and Jonathan? Uh-huh. Write down 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1 to 16. Bible says, Jonathan loved David with his own soul and struck a covenant with David. The father of Jonathan, by the name Saul, King Saul, hated David. But Jonathan loved David. That when Saul wanted to kill David, it was Jonathan that was helping David out. If you can discern, then you won't joke with your spiritual life and be toiling with sin because toiling with sin will be reducing your capacity to detect signals, heavenly signals. If you can discern, you will honor all men, especially, listen to this, especially those who are positioned to enhance and advance your living. If you can design, you honor all men, especially those who are positioned to advance. Let me tell you something. Sometimes God, devil will cause trouble between you and someone that will help your destiny. But you need to design. 
If you discern easily, you will forgive easily. If you discern easily, you be at peace with people easily. That's the truth. If you can discern, listen to this, you will see men and women beyond just being human. Then you have to see them as graces that are packaged in flesh. Praise the Lord. Let me give you the testimony of a man. I mean, this is just secular in the secular world. He said he got to London and he had a relationship with the son of this big philanthropist who is a big man. And then he wanted to put a call through in London. In those days, I mean, this maybe early, maybe late 80s or early 90s. He said he put a call through. Listen to this. He said it was the man that picked the call. He said, ah, who are you? He said, my name is also, ah, so that's you, blah, blah. And I said, oh, okay, come and see me. The man said, come and see me. That's how his life changed. That's how he was going to call somebody else. And the, the son of the man was not around. It was the man that picked it. And the man had said about him, by the work he was doing, he said, come and see me. I can see that you are a good editor. You are good. Um, like you've authored some powerful um, editor. So, you know, it, that's how his life changed. Now, I know somebody too. There are younger people who were working for oil and gas. They are big boss. Uh, those ones are very big. So they wanted to give them contract. I mean, if people have been executing 1 billion, 2 billion contract, and then you now saw something of 50 million, 100 million, and let's say 100, 200 million, you just think that they are big. You know, that you cannot. So the, those people who wanted to give out the contract, just say, hey, is there any, let's call any of their boys. You know, in that situation, any of their boys who have been lawyer, any of their boys who have been hardworking, any of their boys that they've known, that's the person they will call. So the first person they wanted to call, his number was not going through. Guess what? Somebody who is one way or the other related to me is the one that is number. And I said, okay, if you can't get this guy, call this other person now. That's how they call that person. That's how his life changed. To today we talk about it. When they say, how did you, you know, when you ask people that, how did you make your money? There is actually how it started. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is actually how it started. I'm from 100 million contract, 500. From 500, 1 billion. From like that. That's how his life changed. For your information, did you know he went to Polytechnic? The guy went to Polytechnic. He was teaching in private school before. He said they called him to PTA. They said, you cannot resign like that. You have to resign from me. He said, when I saw money, I left. <laughs> he said, the PTA is calling you. He said, which PTA? I name you Shemo. Praise God. <laughs> May God change your story in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, may you receive grace to design the path to glory. Amen. 
a path to miracle a path to victorious living in the name of jesus if you can design you will not just be part of a spiritual family to receive and connect you will be thoroughly planted envisioned and become pillars upon which the entire vision can stand and can prosper and be fulfilled you know what that means is that god can hold you responsible and raise you as a kingdom financier because you are giving to the cause of a place god will not trust you with wealth that god wants to bless a place with if you are not truly giving you are just there to receive and connect you are not truly giving to be a pillar are you getting what i'm saying So on Wednesday, I'll teach you levels. And on and I'll teach you um, the real how to design. So make sure you make yourself available. There are designments at different levels. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, do you know I found out in the scripture that if you are devoted and you are religious, God can talk to you. You can design God. You remember Cornelius? That's level one. I know what I'm talking about. Oh. Different level. Some of you, life will become more real to you if you see beyond this physical world. If you see, there was an encounter Peter had and he saw and he stood up and he went to the gate. What he just saw, he saw the men at the gate. But now, believers are doing like like they can't see like bats praise god i don't mean you know bats now the birds that is not seen like oh they can't see clearly or oh, blessed are your eyes for the sea can you say better amen, amen. blessed are your ears for the hear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give me a scripture. Let me just close with that. Everybody stand. Matthew chapter 13 verse 15. Matthew chapter 13 verse 15. Not amplified. Just give me another scripture. Let me read from verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Which says. Look at the prophecy of Isaiah. Hearing you will hear and shall not what? Understand. Don't forget I said understanding what the will of the Lord is, right? Look at what it says next. And seeing you will see and not what? Perceive. That's Old Testament. Thank God now we can perceive. We can see. We can understand. He said, for the earth of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed lest they should see now this is where i'm going can we read together from lest they should see one two three go lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears yes lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that i should can you see that when you see when you hear when you understand with your heart what's the next thing what's the next thing you what you turn 
So it means that there will be certain repentance of heart. There will be certain decisions you will make that God can now easily bless you. Do you get what I'm saying? He has blessed you, but he's waiting for you to understand some things so that you can take certain steps and you just walk in the light of that blessing. I want you to hold your neighbor and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you can pray in the Holy Spirit, if you can pray in the Holy Spirit, just begins to declare to your neighbor that Father, open the eyes of this guy. Open his ears. Let him design as from today. In the name of Jesus, 